Welcome to this series of Bible lessons on the New Testament. In these 42 lessons, we will teach the history of the Lord Jesus as delivered to us in the four Gospels. We will start with the days that led up to Christ's humble birth in Bethlehem. We will then look at his blessed ministry, his suffering, his death, and resurrection. His humble life on earth concludes with his ascension, and after this, the blessed outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Lastly, we will teach the calling and ministry of the greatest evangelist that ever lived, Paul the Apostle. These last lessons are taught from the book of Acts and include Paul's missionary journeys. Be sure to use the lesson guide with questions and knowledge exercises presented with these lectures. We hope these lessons are a blessing to you. Thank you. In Lesson 41 of our Bible study on the life and the ministry of Christ, we wish to focus on Paul before Felix, Festus, and Agrippa. So in three parts, first, Paul before Felix, which we find in Acts 24, then Paul before Festus, which we find in Acts 25, verse 1 through 12, and then Paul before Agrippa, which we find in Acts 25, verse 13 through 26, verse 32. So first, Paul before Felix, which we find in Acts 24. In our last lesson, we saw how that Paul uh, was uh, sent to Caesarea uh, to appear before the governor of Felix there, and how that Felix had placed him in Herod's uh, judgment hall while he waited for the accusers to come from Jerusalem. Well, that did not take long. Only five days later, Ananias, the high priest, with the elders, have come to Caesarea, and they have brought with them an orator, today we would call him a lawyer, Tertullus by name, and he will speak for the Jewish rulers. And then this Tertullus begins by addressing Felix and showing respect to him as the governor, and then he goes on and he begins to lay the accusations against Paul. He says, Governor, we have found this man to be a pestilent fellow. He is instigating the Jews to rebel. And he is a leader of the sect of the Nazarenes. Notice what they call the Christians. Sect of the Nazarenes, the followers of Jesus of Nazareth. And he has also profaned the temple by bringing in Gentiles. And therefore, we have brought him and we would have, we have caught him and we would have judged him ourselves according to our laws. But the chief captain, Claudius Lysias, came in and took him with much violence before we could do anything. And then the governor turns to Paul and gives Paul the freedom uh, to answer. And then Paul says to Felix, It is only uh, 12 days ago that I arrived in Jerusalem 
uh, to worship God. And uh, the Jews know that I have not committed any crimes. They cannot prove any of the charges that they lay against me. But this I confess, I do worship God, and I believe the law and the prophets. And today I am brought in question because I believe in the resurrection of the dead, because I preach that Jesus Christ was dead, but is risen again. Oh, Felix very well understands that this is a matter of a Jewish religion, and because he is acquainted with this religion through his wife, who is a Jew, he uh, decides to defer judgment. And he says to the rulers, I will wait uh, for the chief captain to come. I would like to hear what Claudius Lysias has to say. And then we will judge. And then he gives Paul a certain freedoms and liberty while he is in prison, he may receive visitors, and he may uh, speak with them. <clears throat> but uh, Felix also calls Paul back again once to address him and to speak to his wife, uh, Drusilla. And so when uh, Paul is brought before uh, Felix and Drusilla, then Paul begins to preach unto them faith in Christ, teaching that it is only by faith in Jesus Christ that we might be saved. And he goes on to explain how that God is a righteous God and that he will come to judge the quick and the dead, that we will have to give an account of all of our deeds before him. Oh, when Felix hears this, he trembles and he says, Paul, go thy way. When I have a convenient season, I will call for you. Oh, how dangerous uh, that is. And how often don't we do that? How often don't we say, when I am older, when I have more time, then I will serve the Lord. But now I want to continue to serve the world and to do my own thing. Oh, how dangerous that is, because we do not know the number of our days. Our life is short, and it is appointed unto us once to die. But the day is unknown, and therefore do not put it off. But today, when we hear his voice, uh, that we may repent and believe. Now, Felix leaves Paul in prison for the next two years. And is continually hoping that Paul or his friends will give money uh, to release him. But at the end of those two years, then Felix is replaced by Festus, and he leaves Paul in prison to do the Jews a favor. And that brings us to part two, Paul before Festus, Acts 25, verse 1 through 12. When Festus now becomes the governor in Caesarea, he immediately travels to Jerusalem to get acquainted with the people whom he rules over. And it does not take long for the high priest and the leaders uh, to come and to meet him there and to inform him about Paul. 
And then they ask a favor of Festus. They think this is a new leader. He will do us a favor. And they ask, why don't you bring Paul to Jerusalem that he may be tried here? Oh, they did not mean that, but they were secretly planning that they would kill Paul along the way. But Festus thought better that he would be tried in Caesarea, and therefore he says to the Jews, Why don't you choose men to go along with me, that when I go back to Caesarea, then we can judge Paul? And so after ten days, Festus returns to Caesarea, and some of the Jewish leaders go with him. And the very next day already, as he sits upon the judgment seat and he calls the Jewish leaders in and he calls Paul in. And first he gives the Jews the freedom to give their accusations and again they lay the grievous charges that we have heard earlier. But then he turns to Paul and Festus, willing to do the Jews a favor, he asks Paul, Paul, wilt thou go to Jerusalem and there be judged on this matter? Oh, Paul immediately sees and realizes the danger of his life. And he turns to Festus and says, No, this is the Caesar's judgment seat. This is where I ought to be judged. I have done no wrong to the Jews, thou knowest. And if I have done anything wrong worthy of death, I am willing to die. I do believe in justice. But you may not deliver me, my life, to the Jews. That is unjust. And therefore Paul does what he does. He uses his Roman citizenship and appeals to Caesar a special privilege and right of a Roman citizen when they feel that justice is not being done, that they may appeal to Caesar to be heard by Caesar. <clears throat> so Festus has no choice but to send Paul to Caesar in Rome. And that brings us to part three, Paul before Agrippa. Uh, because while Festus is waiting for an opportunity to send Paul to Rome. Uh, then he receives visitors. King Agrippa uh, with his wife Bernice uh, come to visit him to get acquainted uh, with this new ruler. And after several days, uh, then uh, Festus shares with Agrippa. He says, I have a very unique situation. I have a problem. He says, Felix left a prisoner behind, Paul, who was accused by the Jews. And when I asked him whether he would be willing to go to Jerusalem to be tried there, he appealed to Caesar. And now here is my problem. In order to send a prisoner to Caesar, I must send a letter of accusations. I must write a letter that explains why I am sending this man. And I really do not know what to write. Oh, Agrippa, when he hears this, says, I would also like to hear this man. 
And so Festus arranges it so that Paul is called before a Festus, before Agrippa and his wife Bernice, and before the rulers of the city. And then Paul is given the freedom to address this group. And Paul clearly says, I am happy to answer for myself, also concerning the accusations of the Jews, but especially because I know that Agrippa is an expert in the customs of the Jews. Agrippa may understand what I am saying, because Agrippa is married to Bernice, who is a Jewish woman. And so he is familiar with the Jewish people and their religion. And then Paul begins, and he says, I grew up as a strict Pharisee. I was a persecutor of the followers of Christ. And then he goes on and he explains how that on his way to Damascus, yet persecuting, God struck him down from heaven. And how that there he was brought to believe in Jesus Christ. And how that he was baptized. And how God had called him then to go forth and to spread the gospel message among the Gentiles. To preach unto the Gentiles, repenting, to repent and to turn to God. And then he says, this is now what I am accused of, that I preach that Christ Jesus had to suffer, had to die, and is risen from the dead. And all of this so that the way of salvation could be opened for Gentiles. Oh, when Festus hears this, he cries out, Paul, much learning hath made thee mad. He thinks Paul is not in his right mind. But then Paul says, I speak the words of truth, and the king knows it, because this did not happen in secret. The king has heard all these things before. And then he becomes personal with King Agrippa, and he says, King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know you do. And then Agrippa says, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Oh, almost. Hear what Paul says. Paul says, I would to God that all that are here with me would be not only almost, but altogether as I am, a believer in Jesus Christ. For then alone can it be well. Almost is too short for eternity. Almost is not enough, but that we may be given to believe in Jesus Christ and be saved. Oh, when the king and the governor then have heard Paul, they discuss this matter and they say, This man hath done nothing amiss. This that man has done nothing worthy of death. He could be set at liberty, except that he has appealed to Caesar, and then to Caesar he must go. And that we hope to see in our next lesson. Thank you.